You're watching Meet the Movie Press coming up. We're going to be talking about Suicide Squad, Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk, and a Splash remake starring Channing Tatum as a merman. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, Simon. Hey. It's nice to be back. I missed the you. The boys are back in town. They are. Welcome to Meet the Movie Press, everybody. I am your host, Jeff Snyder, senior film reporter at Mashable. It uh, feels where? good to say that. Feels good. Oh. And I, this is Simon. Hey, hello. Um, people were asking where I was the last couple of weeks. Where Where have you been? Uh, I was at Comic Con. Ooh. Uh, for the first one. And then I was doing a top secret assignment last Friday. Very that cool. That I can't talk about. When, um, do, do you have? Do you know when we'll be able to hear from about it? Uh, you'll be able to hear about it uh, probably end of the year, early next year. Oh, jeez! Yeah, it was just an interview, but I can't say who it was or where it was. <laughs> okay. Or well, the fact that I did it, so I just that just didn't happen. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but it's nice to be back. Hi. Yes, good um, to see you. You can find me on Twitter, of course, at Showbiz Simon. Instagram, at Showbiz Simon. Uh, and on Facebook, this is Simon Thompson. Oh, my God. I know. That's not as cool as Facebook.com slash Spielberg. That was taken? Yeah, I took it. And also, how disappointed would people be? When they find out they it's find me? Out it's, it's you or me, the guy like... Oh, okay. <laughs> looking for Stephen. Right. Uh, well, no, Anyways, yeah. we have so much to talk about. We've got to get right to it. We are going to be mm. taking calls today. Yep. Uh, that number is 424-253-0504. But that's going to be later in the show. Yep. Right now, yep. it's time to have... The talk. A conversation. Yeah. Shall we just say, this conversation is going to involve spoilers. Yes. Okay. Spoiler warning right at the top. If yeah. you haven't seen Suicide Squad yet, watch this show later. Okay? Because yeah. we are going to begin into the nitty gritty. But do watch and it. it ain't pretty. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> Well, mine's... mine's well, that's right. No, no, no. This is actually going to be a bit of a... Uh, Simon liked the movie. I Well, yes. I, I enjoyed it. You enjoyed, I enjoyed it. it. I did not. So it's going to be pretty interesting. Let's, let's go for it. Suicide okay. Squad... Because, Why did you enjoy it? Uh, How okay. could you enjoy it's, it? It's it's a really messy film. It's all over the place. Um, it, the the chemistry in many many parts of the movie for me was lacking. Um, a big problem was the fact that I thought Cara Delevingne and I I did a you did a review for Matchball on this and I did one for Forbes which we can post later. Um, but a big problem for me was Cara Delevingne because she just for me was she was not a strong villain she wasn't strong in human form and then when she became the celestial form it was just it was kind of i think i described it as kate bush doing emo dress up crossed with the ring wow that's yeah. much better than any way i could have put it thank you it, uh the only thing i would call it is embarrassing that was that was that was my subtext it just wasn't very good she wasn't very strong she, um, she looked like someone strung out on pcp she at made me terrified Coachella for, for poor valerian next around. summer my god um, it was not I, it, but it, I, it was just fundamentally yeah. misconceived the villain i mean this movie is broken at its core this has been a summer of weak villains though i think in in Pathetic. many in many films um and i just think i for me it, it there were 
I love the idea of the ensemble cast Suicide Squad, but it didn't feel for me that they kind of knew what to do with everybody once they had the team assembled. It just felt that it was a little bit moving from, like spinning plates. You know, you see the main plates are in the middle and you're spinning them around. And then you know the two plates on the end. You need to keep them up, but you just need to give them a little spin, but give the main spin here. And then you kind of take your eye off the board and do something else. It just felt a little bit flitty for me so a lot of the characters who i think could have offered more and really sort of you know up the you know up up the level with everybody make everybody worth being on screen they were great characters just not handled very well and so, that just didn't so did you like this more or less than batman versus i enjoyed superman? it more than batman i found batman you know dull and both have bad third acts mm-hmm. the third act here i thought was just considering how spectacular it was i found it ridiculously mundane I, I, and very I, basic. I've been going back and forth all week, and, and I really I think it's worse. I think it's worse than Batman versus Superman. See, but I, I enjoy this more because I thought the... I mean, I don't mean colourful ads, and there are lots of bright colours in the movie because, you know, there is a lot of colour in the movie. I just... It just for me felt... You know, there were things... There was a levity and certain aspects about it, certain set pieces, certain ways characters were drawn. I, I mean, I... I I loved the scenes with um, Margot Robbie and Jared Leto. The scene in the club. I, I, I actually like them as well. I think they worked really well together. And it's when you had really strong parts like that. I mean, the, the, the helicopter heist with Jared Leto in you know firing onto yeah, the that roof. That was cool. That was great. I really like that. But then everything else, when you're trying to match that, it just didn't. It just kind of showed the flaws even more. One review I read pointed pointed this out, and it was a problem I had with the film too. Uh, the the when you see the domesticated Harley Quinn and mm. Joker, and Joker doesn't have his makeup on, yeah. he looks like a normal guy. That's her fantasy, isn't it? Yeah, that doesn't go with the character. No, I, I thought exactly think. the same thing. This and there were so many examples of that where the behavior made no sense in terms of who the character was. Mm. I thought. Um, this was, did you think that the movie was too dark or too light? Like, did it need to be more light and fun and jokey or did you want it darker? The problem for me, I mean, I, I think it couldn't decide what it wanted to be. So it was very difficult for audiences to know what it wanted to be because there were moments of great levity. And I thought the levity, you know, those moments were, were great. But I think when it wanted to be really dark, it just didn't sit right. It was kind of, it was spasmodic and slightly sporadic. And because it's very difficult to have total faith in a film when the film doesn't really have faith in itself. And I think this is something, and this is something that was touched on in an article with The Hollywood Reporter this week. It's when you have, unfortunately, films by committee, you... You, you end up with something that's not really enough of anything to be enough to a lot of people. Um, and there are going to be people who will absolutely love this movie, and there are going to be people who, who, as we've seen, do absolutely hate this movie. But I think for me, I mean, I thought the, the foot soldiers of the Enchantress... What the fuck were was that? fucking terrible. How was that, like, it was like It was like 1970s Doctor Who. How do you get away with that? It was terrible. I mean, I just, you know, in, in carrying them out, in, in you know, yeah, in the concept exa- and delivery. Exactly. It's not just the execution. It'd be, it yeah. would be one thing if it was the execution. It's a concept as well. How does nobody flag this stuff at yeah. any stage in the process? And that, that's why, you know, I called this movie... Uh, the most disappointing movie of the summer, and mm. possibly the most disappointing movie I've ever seen. That's because the marketing was so good. Mm. Uh, now, the marketing was all over the place as well. Yeah. The first trailer with that Bee Gees cover, I started a joke, is much different than the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer that mm-hmm. followed it. 
I wanted a movie closer to the first one. Yeah. I wanted dark. And, and it's, you know, I was talking to someone at Warner Brothers this week, and, uh, and I was telling them that. And they were like, wait, what? I, I, you know, they wanted it lighter. They mm. wanted more fun. And you hear that. And you see that in a lot, in a lot of the reviews. How yeah. It's not fun. I didn't need fun. I wanted something different. I wanted a crime movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and this could have been the heat of comic book movies, and well, they blew it. And I, I touched on this in my, in my review for Forbes, because, it, it you know, we did start out, you talk about the marketing, it did start out being sold as something that was darker, heavier, more mature, more serious. And this mm-hmm. is before Deadpool. So this is not a coming off the back of Deadpool thing right. that a lot of people are saying it is. This was out last summer. So, you know, it did start to be dark. Everyone was going, ooh, this is going to be great. This is really going to be, you know, the the meat and potatoes DC movie that we really want. <laughs> Meat and potatoes. Um, and you, we could see, I could, and I predicted, if you talked about this on the show before, I could see as the marketing changed, yep. it kind of became a Hello Kitty who's gone off their meds. It, exactly. It became the Jared Leto show. Yeah, it became a schizophrenic. Thing, which makes no the, sense. Well, it be, Because yeah. he's barely in the movie. Guys, the Joker is barely in this movie. But then there's 10 minutes. David Ayer said this this week. There's another, he's about 15 minutes in total. There's another 10 minutes. So what? I don't, well, It's I, not there. No, but if he's the best fucking thing in the film, put those 10 fucking minutes in. Sure. Because then you've got 10 minutes of better movie. You can lose 10 minutes. It's poorly made. Like, this is what I'm talking about. I don't care what's on the cutting room floor. I care what is up on the screen. And if it's not there, I don't know how I'm supposed to forget, like, like it or give him credit for it. Well, I think it it could have been improved by the fact that, I mean, I I loved a lot of the characters in Suicide Squad. The Harley Quinn was great. You know, there were things about her that was like, okay, me. Um, She didn't really sort of contribute a lot. Harley Quinn. Yeah. She was a nice problem with Harley Quinn as well. I think that she's a fun character. And I like Margot Robbie in general. I thought she was great. I thought she was fine. I didn't think she was great. I thought any, you know. It's like I told I've told people you, you're going to go out on Halloween this year, and if especially well, Comic Con was Angeles, rammed to the tits with Harley Quinn, ten beautiful Harley Quinns, yeah. right? And they're not going to be that much different than what she gave us in no. the movie. You know, yeah. I wanted her to really be let loose, to really get a, a chance to act crazy. But and again, there, that's there difficult to do that. in a PG thirteen. If we got this darker movie, that, you would have. That is seen. the problem right there. Is that this whole film feels hamstrung by its yeah. rating? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, because what is incu- the incubus? That character that was out of Green Lantern. That, that is out of Spawn. Yeah. That is fucking terrible. It just did not fit with everything. Everything else. How does a creative executive over there, someone in the pipeline, not say something and be like, guys, this isn't working? Yeah, it's let's, crazy. Let's talk about some of the characters. Okay, because um, okay, I really like Killer Croc, but I wanted, I liked Killer Croc too. I wanted for half the movie. I like the characters. The characters are the strength. Yeah. Um, I wondered if he was going to say anything, and then he said like three words, and then he eventually had some dialogue. Said, and I'm I, like, I like her. Yeah, but it's like it's hard to hear him, by the way. Yeah, but then they kind of they they give him more to do later on, but it's kind of like it's stopped when it's getting really busy. He was busy very and messy. well designed. Meanwhile, yeah. the movie is called fucking Suicide Squad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Other than the Slipknot death at the beginning, fuck. Why do they put Slipknot? Which in was retarded. I don't want to use that word, which was pointless. Just terrible. It was a waste. I wanted Killer Croc to get killed in the explosion that he set up under underground. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like that was a suicide mission. How yeah. does anybody survive this blast? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it. But also the fact that they're a Suicide Squad who are some of the the baddest asses that are possibly available. 
okay? And they don't they don't bond with anybody. They're loners. And then they hardly do anything. And they're like, oh, we're family now. And I'm like, that they, they didn't appear to do or be put in any situations where they'd suddenly gone from, I don't give a fuck about anybody else, mm-hmm. to suddenly I'll protect you with my life. There wasn't, there wasn't anything to to build that chemistry, to build that relationship, or to even kind of warrant that for me. And I was like, I'm just I'm just going to kind of put that in the back. Did you have a problem with the BET line at the end? People yeah. did. I mean, yeah. it, in the moment, it didn't bother me. I thought it was quite I random. See. Yeah, it was it like was. It was like the whiskey bottle in Star Trek Beyond. Like, Don't forget, I was just a bit I'm black. Like, yeah. Um, I, I, I just find it a... I mean, you could pick out... Okay, so, he's so never going to ask for lifetime. De- Deadshot you know? was good. Yeah. I liked Deadshot. I thought Will Smith... Uh, but again, as I... He's always good. He's just the best actor there. I thought he was good, but I've seen him be a bad, a badass, and I mentioned this in my Forbes review, in other films, and more convincing as a badass. And he had this thing about being a father figure. I've seen him give performances more as a father figure in a handful of movies that he's mm-hmm. done than I believed his I'm doing it for my kid thing in this movie. And okay. I thought even just throwing a bit more of, of good drama Will Smith at that, good acting Will Smith, mixing that with a bit of badass Will Smith would have really, again, lifted this film. And I think some people would have been more forgiving to it. Now, at the end, um, he ends up seeing his daughter. He does, yeah. Uh, and they end up doing math homework. Yeah. Like that... Is how you're going to spend this time with your daughter is doing math homework. I felt like, wouldn't you see them in the, the park? Zoo. Yeah, something. I don't know. Um, Go and catch a movie. So, yeah, we talk. Okay, I liked El Diablo. Yeah. But again. Th- that, he was, a, you know, a character with an arc, at least, or he yeah. changed a little. But the arc, for me, it went arc- Oh, fuck! <laughs> and I was kind of like, you've got this guy that's been harnessing his powers, and you've seen what these amazing things that he can do. And then, this is a spoiler, in the final fight, he transforms into this, like, celestial being. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, that's Green Lantern territory for me. That's kind of like, where, right. the, where the fuck I did that come from? I liked when he was from? more human, and he had made a mistake, and he felt remorse. He was yeah. actually a criminal who felt shame yeah. about what he had done. Um, and he was reconciling with that. It just that didn't sit right just, for yeah. me. Katana barely, you know, wasted. Yeah. Wasted. Rick flag. I thought he was fine. 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 You know, left no impression. Jai Courtney. Okay. Again. You see, I, I am not a big fan of his work. Most of his work I can take or leave. And some of it I find quite bad. Yep. I really enjoyed him as Boomerang okay. in this. I did. He, But I think, again, it's kind of comparing it to other characters. I think if it was a stronger film, he might not have come across as strongly. But I think because there's so many underdrawn or underused characters, because he was given a little bit of wiggle room just and a chance to show up. personality. But what is with that Boomerang that he makes where he, he leaves and then he's he's right back? Is that mm. just a change of heart? Like that, you can see the studio fingerprints, or you know, the editing room battles yeah. all over this movie. Mm-hmm. There are so so many weird cuts. Um, the, in, the so the introductions at the beginning, where each character gets like a, a title card. Yeah, there is interesting stuff written on there, mm. like jokes and stuff. It flies by so quickly, you can't even appreciate it. Why make the card? Mm. You know, if someone has to press pause to see it. But there's a, there's a lot of wasted talent in this movie. I mean, right from you know some of the right. some of the guys in Suicide Squad, even through to things like uh, uh, Common. I mean, when I saw Common's name up, well, yeah. I totally forgot it was a movie. Scott, Scott Eastwood. Eastwood. What? 
I'm like, there was such a, you Why know, such a hoo-ha made about him being in the movie. And I was like, who the fuck was Scott Eastwood? You know, it's I love that they really... gave him a name. Like, you know, he's like Officer GQ Edwards or some bullshit. Yeah, words. and I'm like, well, it, it was superfluous. He's armed guard number three. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I... It was a weird role for a rising star like Scott Eastwood to take on. But I, I guess him and Ayer obviously yeah. have a history. But I did, I did enjoy the movie. Viola Davis... I liked her. Yeah. But it, inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, I And disappears for the third act. Yeah. I thought she could have been... I I saw where it was going. I would have liked her to go a bit harder. And, you know, she's a, she's a shit in the movie. But I would have liked to have yeah. gone bag of shit rather than big turd can, shit. Can I, like, give you, know? you what I had envisioned? My 30-second sure. elevator pitch yeah, for this. I mean, to it. me, Suicide Squad opens with Amanda Waller in a shootout, mm. okay? And she's watching with the Joker. Yeah. And, and she's watching her colleagues get taken out left and right. She's calling in reinforcements. Joker has planned for every contingency. Mm-hmm. He's outminded her. He, and she realizes this guy's not just a hood. Yeah. He is a criminal yep. fucking mastermind. Yep. And she, that's when she goes and gets the Suicide Squad. There was nothing about how her people in the movie were having, like, they had to turn to the Suicide Squad mm. there as the last resort. There was nothing about her struggle no. to deal with the Joker. Um, and then it becomes a heat movie, essentially, with, with like, she goes to De Niro's character with yeah. Val Kilmer and Danny Trejo and Tom Sizemore mm-hmm. and says, we need you to take down the Joker. And, and I don't know why the Joker wasn't the villain of this yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> his, his whole story in this movie, Simon, you know, I'm sure you would agree, is superfluous to what is actually what the plot is yeah i mean i I, because through the movie harlequin keeps getting messages from from the joker yeah he's a big texter and uh, and you're just kind of like yeah he's big on sms even got his own emoji um uh, but it's kind of like okay fine where's this going oh he's just gonna grab her why is he grabbing her oh okay that yeah that doesn't make any sense it was kind of it considering how weak the villain was it would have been even great, uh, even better to have some sort of subtext for why he wanted to overpower the Enchantress to so bring him into that. Yeah, sure. Rather than do what they did with him in the movie, I, I just thought it was it was a which mess. wasn't so let's, believable. Let's talk about some of the other yeah. sort of side but, uh, things here. Um, we're still talking about Squad. Yeah. Uh, so the box office yeah. last night. So it's uh, twenty point five million. Pretty fucking good. Which is right? big, yeah. yeah. Um, so the closest in August has been um, Guardians, which was 11.2 million. Wow. So this is almost double that. Do you so think that the big. reviews almost helped the, I have to see this movie, like, I have to see if the critics are crazy on this? Or? Yeah, I mean, I think there are a lot of people that were that were, that were always intending to go and see this first night. Of course. I think there's a lot of people who, because of the negativity, there will be the curiosity, people going like, how, how bad is it? Um, and people who were like, okay, I'm on the fence. I want to make up my own mind because like things like Batman versus mm-hmm. Superman, people are going to be talking about it. I want to have my own opinion. Um, you know, I think this is a movie that is going to continue to draw people in. And, you know, it's all, it was uh, never going to be a flop. Uh, now, never going to be a flop. The fa- so I, you know, I, a lot of people challenge me on my review, okay. which is fair. Yeah. Uh, and I have to start getting used to that and grow a thick skin. Um, and, and they were like, well, you know, I'm still going to see the movie and I'm going to make up my, my mind. And those mm. people came back to me last Last night after seeing the seven o'clock show or yeah. whatever and they were like wow you were right yeah so are the fans the fans are they gonna like this movie either or is is word of mouth well, essentially gonna kill this by saturday afternoon no i don't think it'll kill it because i think there'll be enough people i think who will love it because they genuinely love it and love it because fuck you i'm gonna love this just to 
shove it in your face. You know, that that that's going to happen, and that's fine, because we can't control that. Um, but I think the problem will be with the fact that once word gets out, those people that were in the bottom third who were, would maybe see it, we maybe won't see it, let's wait for it. Um, I think they just won't go, and I think we'll get the audience returning for the second and possibly third well, viewing, the people who really like it. But I can see, see I the drop. I think it's going to lose that repeat business. I think it's going to suffer a similar drop no, to see, Batman versus I Superman. think it's going to sustain the repeat viewing, but I think everything else to bump that up is, is not going to be there after sort of week two, week three. I think when Pete's Dragon comes in, that's going to affect perhaps more than people would have anticipated because they're very different films. I think Sausage Party is going to be a big hit. I don't know what that is tracking at. I think it is. But I think a lot of people think that looks But I think we're going to see quite... I don't. Someone said to me this week, I think Suicide Squad is going to be number one at the box office for the month. And I'm like, it's not going to be. I think it's going to be number one this week, possibly number one next week. But it's going to have to fucking fight for it. For what? Against what? And anything else that's that's coming out this month, no, and I'm like, no, it's, it's not. Go- that's not going to happen. It's going to be number one at the. It's going to be number one this month. weekend. It's going to be number yeah. one at the box office this month. Do you think so? Yeah. I see. I think it's going to have two, there's maybe three nothing, weeks, and then drop. I would think three oh, weeks. Oh, oh, would you're be ta- oh, you're talking about oh for the entire month. Yeah. Oh no. No, 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 no. 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 So I like this weekend, next like weekend, the most successful movie. No, 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 no. I'm talking no, no, like no. as in every weekend through the month of August. This is going to oh, be number no, one, and right. I'm like, of that's course, not. Of course. I can no, see no, it no. being number one this week, maybe number one next week, but it's going to have to fight for it against Pete's Dragon. I think Sausage Party is going to open bigger than Pete's Dragon. Well, well, I mean, we'll see. I could be crazy. But, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, either way, whichever one it is, I don't think we're going to see Suicide Squad holding on to the top spot for more than All right, fair two enough. weeks. I, do you think it's, this movie's going to open to 140 as projections indicated? Yeah. Okay. I think it. I think uh, certainly around that mark. Um, but obviously, you know, general take is going to be affected because it's looking like it's not going to be released in China. Um, which, you know, as everybody yeah, was pointing that, out with that, Ghostbusters, yeah, that that's going to affect... That was a big story uh, yesterday. And it's um, turned movies like Warcraft around this year because the Chinese market's been huge for that. A couple of other movies as well this year. Ghostbusters have suffered badly from not being, you know, released in China. If this doesn't get released in China either, it's going to be an issue. And I think we're going to see some piracy issues around that because absolutely. there will be an audience that wants to see it. Oh, they've so already they'll just started, download it. It's bad and it's illegal and it should not be done, but people do do it. Um, <laughs> yes. So, you know... It, and also, I think the Rotten Tomatoes petition. Let's just right, touch on that, that this week. So I am there right now. I'm on okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. I just refreshed the page. Every single time I have gone to the Suicide Squad Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. page, the number has gone down. It is now at 26. Yeah. So fans started a Rotten Tomatoes petition. Mm-hmm. They want to sh- to shut down the site. Right. Because it doesn't treat DC movies fair. Right. The, this Rotten they Tomatoes doesn't treat anything any way. Any it's fucking the way. critics that put the numbers into Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. People... I, I don't, By I don't the understand. fact that you fundamentally do not understand how Rotten Tomatoes works means you should probably not be allowed to use a keyboard. Well, let me ask you this, though. The people who are allowed to use the keyboards, us, the media, yeah. why do we pick up on these stupid fucking petitions? Why do we turn these things into news? Is it because it's funny and it's stupid and, and it gets people no. talking? Do you know why I cover it? This doesn't deserve media attention. You know, well, no. I mean, I, I cover it because I think it's it's a story in the fact that it's a fucking weird story. But also, if you don't cover it, then you get accused of, oh, you're just trying to hush this up, it's media conspiracy, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, or you're being paid media by Marvel. Conspiracy. You know, that you're being paid by Marvel, that kind of thing. Um, so, I, I mean, I mention it, I've, I've tweeted about it, I've, you know, I've featured it in stuff this week. Um, I, the, but the fact that people, it, it's, I understand that people will be upset by bad reviews. 
I totally get that, especially if it's a film that you really wanted to, to, to love. And I saw some amazing comments on Reddit this week. But the fact is that if critics don't like a movie and Rotten Tomatoes aggregates those, you end up with a general score, you end up with a general number. It's not Rotten Tomatoes' fault. We, they're not defending yeah, we, Rotten Tomatoes. They've got, Rotten they've got nothing to do with the reviews, people liking it or disliking it. They're an aggregator. They're a bean counter. They're a number cruncher. That's what they do. Okay. Um, let's talk about the actors' reactions to the reviews. Yeah. It's uh, tough for them. It is tough, but like this is just not the way to go about it with Jay Hernandez telling critics to ki- to kiss your ass. No. Like I I love that every time a movie gets shit reviews like this, it's the critics we didn't make this for the critics. We made it for the fans. Like the critics aren't like the biggest fucking fans that there are. Yeah. Okay. Um and and you have Jay Hernandez saying, "Well, kiss my ass." C- critics can kiss my ass. And David said, "You know, fuck Marvel this week." That was a jokey... That's just playing up the rivalry. Wasn't, it wasn't helpful, though. I know why he did it, and it was jokey. It didn't help. Yeah, I get that. Um, but, to, like, did you did you see a recent video of Kevin Smith putting a, a heckler in his place at Yoga Hosers? I didn't see that, no. Uh, like, so people think that I, I, I think Suicide Squad is, is the worst thing ever. Um, no, it's the most disappointing because I had high expectations. Kevin Smith's yeah. movie Yoga Hosers is a is a way worse movie mm. than Suicide Squad. But if you go online, you check out this video because I just saw it this morning of Kevin talking to a, a fan and saying, "Listen, you're entitled to your opinion, and and sometimes you're going to like my movies, and sometimes you're not. Yeah. That is how you deal with bad reviews." Yeah. To me, I actually, you know, I commend Kevin Smith because he easily could have taken it to a bad place. The Suicide Squad people seemingly have. They, they they were not braced for the possibility yeah. of a backlash. You know, that's yeah. almost like they, they, there should be media training or something. And I think Warner was surprised by the backlash because I think a lot of people that Warner really just genuinely believe that this was the they they continued Which is with crazy. the. <laughs> well, where they continued with with the line and with the feeling that this was still the summer did, movie. Did, did it, no, did anybody learn anything from Green Lantern? This movie screamed Evident, Green Lantern. Evidently and, and not. It was, you know, wow. but you know, I I didn't. Dropper. I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed many films this summer. You know, and there were some films that I thought were considerably better than many of the films that have done really, really well that haven't done particularly well. The Shallows is a really good example. Um, you know, should have done way better than it did. Um, but you know, it just, it just, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't, I didn't love it. I really didn't love it, but I, I I had some fun with it, but it's got a lot of problems. It's going to be divisive. People are going to love it because of the characters, because you're seeing, you know, something, you you know, you may not have seen before. To me, it was pretty formulated. Bottom line, bottom line, they dropped the ball. They fucked it up. I, th- I think I it's think. been a lousy summer. Um, you know, I saw Star Trek last night. We're going to move on from Suicide Squad because yeah. we spent a lot of time on it. I, I really like Star. I love Star Wars. I saw Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did not. It was okay. I can see that. I know a lot of people that didn't. Uh, it, it was probably the one of the better tent poles that I saw. Better mm-hmm. than that, you know, uh, Suicide Squad and Batman and X Men and Independence Day. Yeah, I, I definitely preferred Star Trek to those. But uh, another movie where it's. Uh, just nonsensical CGI. Just tell me a fucking story. But I mean, tell me a yeah, story. But with Star Trek Beyond, I mean, I, I one thing for me that I loved about that was the fact that they actually gave um, the interaction between Kirk, Spock, and Bones more time to, to breathe. And it felt it felt like the the dynamic on the original show. It just felt like that came together. But then again, in other areas, it didn't work. 
Yeah. We're going to talk know, about... But um, I, I enjoyed it. I saw that twice. We're talking about two more things before we take calls. Yeah. At about 9.45 sure. in the booth, in about four minutes, let's start taking calls. Mm-hmm. Um, the Splash remake. Yep. Channing Tatum is going to play the mermaid. Daryl Hannah's role. And Jillian Bell, who I, who I really like, yeah. is going to take over Tom Hanks's role. And one thing I, I like about this, I loved her in um, uh, 22 Jump Street. I thought she was great. Um, I like the idea of Channing Tatum as a merman. I think that can actually work really well. Um, and I think it's interesting what they've done. There hasn't been outrage about this by the, the role swapping either, which is quite interesting, I think, this week. Um, but yeah, Gillian Bell, I think, for me, is one of a number of um, new, I say new, but they're established, new women coming through and getting some decent roles in Hollywood. Um, we've had a lot of the same people doing kind of the same roles for the, like, the last 10 yep. years, and we're now starting to see a shift and some new, there's some great I'm, female it's comedy talent out I'm, there. I was so, and it's, it's so great nice to see new faces. Bell. Yeah, she's great. Of, and, you know, Anne Hathaway, yeah. no offense to her, because I actually really like the intern. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, congrats to, to Jillian Bell. I, I really like this idea. I think, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people, a lot of women are, are going to be into Channing Tatum as a merman. Yeah. And he's got the right sense of humor. Like he, he's always, he's able to sort of poke fun at himself and, and take the piss out of himself. Um, he's game for anything. I feel like Channing Tatum as evidenced in the Magic Mike movies, I think. So, mm. but I like, I, like I mean, it. I, I loved him in House Caesar. I, I'm a big fan of Channing Tatum. Are I we, know. Uh, initially, he was just seen as kind of like, like getting roles for being too. beefcake, you know, because he right. he's he's a handsome guy. Um, but I think he's really proved himself as, as more than just an action wanna, hero and a topless guy. I want to see great. him. I, I feel like he has a lot more action stuff in him, and I want to see yeah. him as a as just a brawler, mm. like a real bruiser, the way he did in in his first mil, uh, film, Guide to Recognizing Your Saints. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Ron Howard's producing that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's no director yet, though, right? Not that I'm aware yeah, of. No. So, Splash remake. I think it it's not one of those iconic titles to me, so I, I'm fine with it being remade. I, no problem. For me, I wouldn't say one. it's an iconic title, but yeah. I, it's one of the films that I watched most growing up. Um, but I'm totally cool with this. I love the idea. And then before we start, start taking calls, let's yep. talk about the war movies that dropped trailers this yes. week. Uh, Hacksaw, Hacksaw Ridge from Mel Gibson and Dunkirk, the big guy from Christopher Nolan. Okay. It was so nice to have Christopher Nolan back yesterday. That trailer was really good. It's just a tease. You don't, you know, and any other director would have shown that explosion, that bomb dropping, essentially. Yep. And this is why he's one of our best filmmakers. He's someone. Yes, he is. He's an amazing filmmaker. I am not a fan of all of his movies. Some of his movies do wind me up. Some of the ways that he tells stories. But one thing you are guaranteed to see with Christopher Nolan is is a is a great story, beautifully executed. I can't wait for it. It looked awesome. We are gonna. We have a call now waiting. So let's take the call. Let's dive right in. We're gonna get back to the trailers uh, towards the end of the show. Sorry. Th- Didn't want to keep him hanging. Thank you for calling Meet the Movie Press. Hey. Oh, no, wait. They hung up. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Last minute. He'll be back. He'll be back. Uh, Bruce Lee said in the chat, um, uh, Warner Brothers made uh, Fury Road last year. They make good movies. The problem is the DCEU. Um, awesome characters, bad film adaptations. Yeah, but I think, I mean, Warner have made a lot of movies. I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think it's necessarily the studio. I think it's the fact that when it comes to films made by committee, it goes horribly wrong. And that's not just a Warner Brothers thing. That's across all studios. Right. And Christopher Nolan at least has earned the freedom where I don't think his movie is exactly. going to be made by committee. No. It was just so tasteful. That's, you know, that's the fucking difference between Christopher Nolan yeah. and some of these guys is simple taste. Yeah. Well, s- s- subtlety and yep. some sort of restraint. Restraint. There was but suspense there. It was one it's minute. It's a funnel. Put it all in a funnel. 
mm-hmm. and then break it down, and every, all the great stuff comes we'll take down. take those calls. Hey. Thank you for calling me the Movie Press. You're on with Jeff and Simon. Hello. Hello. Who's this? Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. good. Josh from Ohio. How, how are you guys? Yeah, good, Josh. How are you? Great. Cool. Um, I wanted to call and talk. I know you guys have, you know, talked about Suicide Squad mm. probably enough for one lifetime. <laughs> but do you guys think that WB is going to get the picture that they're making all these bad movies? You know, if, if uh, Suicide Squad does really well this weekend, which it sounds like it will, are they going to get the picture and start, like, well, doing uh, some work to fix these? I, I think it's a great question, and I think the answer is no. I think it's because they're stacking these productions on top of each other, mm. trying to meet arbitrary dates, um, and there's no time to course correct. You know, if they had waited yeah. to see the reaction to this, and I think that they knew internally probably what what was going on with Suicide Squad, um, and so th- th- that is why you saw the Justice League set visit. Yeah. That's why they invited the press in. Uh, to show them something a little bit. Again, I think that they were concerned that Suicide Squad was too dark, as uh, the Hollywood Reporter sort of hinted at uh, in its article. I think that they're going a little bit lighter with Justice League. That's Mm -hmm. what we saw in the teaser with Ezra Miller clowning around. Um, so and both th- Ezra and um, Jason Momoa were at the London premiere this week, right? So that so that is sort of why they had the set visit. I think that they anticipated that we need to course correct at least uh, in, in terms of perception after mm. Suicide Squad opens. But I still wish that they had waited to put Justice League into production again. Again, the movie that I think could possibly turn things around is Aquaman, just because I, I have a lot of faith in uh, James Wan as a director. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, the, the the thing is that these movies keep making money and ultimately if you can do what you right. want to do as a studio and this is not just a warner brothers thing yep. if you can do what you want as a studio and you know that regardless of whether the film is the best film that you can put out or it's it's kind of there it's or the not even there yeah thing. and you know that people are going to come out and they're going to put 20.5 million on the first day and it's going to be a big weekend you know 130 140 million and it doesn't have to be perhaps the best film that you can put out why are you going to bother you're just going to keep putting out stuff that's kind of half boiled I, I honestly think kevin sujahara though is smart enough that even if this movie makes money and does well yeah. and it has to make a lot of fucking money it does okay especially yeah. without china I think that he is smart China. enough to know that there is blood in the water mm-hmm. and and that there's a fundamental problem yeah. with what is going on. Now they now they did just address it by making Jeff Johns and John, you know, mm-hmm. by giving that division to Jeff Johns and John Berg. Um you know, there's a lot there's just a lot going on yeah. with, with Greg Silverman, Ch- Charles Roven, they had sort of, you know, been keepers of the DC stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know if they will heed the lessons of this if it does well. But, but it, you know, it's it's a it's a dangerous gamble. This thing of you know putting out films that perhaps are not as good as you think they can be. Because okay, Warner Brothers so far have made money. Their films have done well. Batman vs Superman this year, Suicide Squad now going to do well. But if you look at Fox, Fox have obviously put out in the last twelve months mm-hmm. Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. which did not do well. That was a film that even the director said was not the film that should have been put out. It was meddled, you know, lots of fingers in that pie. And then even this year, X-Men Apocalypse, perhaps another of the most disappointing films of the summer, again, is kind of like, it, it's it's a film that's put out when it's particularly not where it should be. And then audiences don't go and see it. So if you're Warner Brothers and you know there's an audience there, that audience might not stick around forever. 
Yeah. The Hollywood Reporter article mentioned that Kevin Sujahara was concerned that, that BVS, uh, the reception, hurt the brand. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think, again, even if this movie makes money, the reaction in general is going to hurt the brand and, and hopefully steps will be taken to address it. Yeah. It's a good question, though. Thanks for calling Thank in. You. We're going to move on to the next call. Thank you. Hello. Who's this? Hello. I think we lost that one. Let's oh, go okay. to the other one. Thank you for calling to meet the movie press. You're on with Jeff and Simon. Yeah, it's Commander Crawl called from Deep Space. Whatever <laughs> fucking planet I was on. <laughs> Justin Crawl from Variety calling in. What's up, buddy? What's on your mind this morning? That was a, that was a timely name, right? I was gonna, I was gonna, I want you know I figure it was it Crawl or Cruel? Commander Crawl. Yeah, <laughs> I thought of you though last night. I, they were like the crowds are invading. Yeah, I, I, that one, that's a good, cool reference. And then, you know, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, I think Kate Hudson names Matthew McConaughey's penis Kroll the Warrior King. So, <laughs> got that going for me. Nice. Kroll the Conqueror. Uh, quick question. Did you notice my Captain Marvel tweets updates this photo i did so i you know i did see it um i I guess i should have i apologize buddy so justin tell tell us what you tweeted uh, for the folks at home who might not be following you and if you aren't you really should because justin uh, drops a lot of hot scoopage uh yeah so you mentioned something on the press last week about like maybe marvel having a director and not wheeling out and then you met like you called the crawl signal so i was like i'll make a call yeah, don't expect this answer anytime soon. Are they waiting uh, on a script? They, they they're writing the script stuff. Well, from my understanding, like Marvel's a certain way. You don't come in and read the script. You you come in, they tell you what their plan is, and right. you tell them how you're going to help their world. Okay. So they don't care about the script. But from my understanding, they're not even going to be meeting with any of these. They're all, they're looking for a woman director. That's what. Pretty much people knew. Yeah. I think Boris mentioned the name, a bunch of names that were in the mix. But I don't think they're going to be meeting with any of those until close to the end of the month. Like, I think I heard the 23rd. He mentioned, the, he mentioned the director of White Girl, I think. Um, I think it's Elizabeth Wood. Jennifer Kent, Nikki Carrero. Because um, I had heard Rebecca Thomas. Because mm. when you, like... Have we noticed, and, and Justin, I, I, I don't want to tip my hand here, but we might as well just bring it up. What is going on with The Little Mermaid? Um, I don't know if you're tracking something on that, but it's like, what is happening with The Little Mermaid and Rebecca Thomas, and is she like, is she going to fall off that? Is she going to try to get the uh, Captain Marvel job? I don't know. I, I can tell you right now, there's there's no green light for that, yeah. so don't don't see it expect it anytime soon. They're still trying to do it. Exactly. So um, I, I you just so, have to think Rebecca Thomas is in the mix until she gets caught up making another studio movie because mm-hmm. I I know that totally. she's a hot name uh, as far as um you know female directors go. She'll probably meet. I think it's like six or seven girls that are they got it down to women. But women. and then the decision. I mean, from my, my understanding, people aren't even going to expect the decision until after Labor Day. So this show's not going till like next till twenty seventeen. We've got some. Anyway, we've got so some time. Do you, they're not in any yeah. you, you think we're going to see Captain Marvel before her own movie? Though is she going to be introduced in something else? Maybe Spider Man? Oh, thinking oh, Avengers three. You'll probably have Infinity War. Oh, Infinity, Infinity War. War that's, whatever the that's a good point. Avenger movie is called. Um, and, and, w- and while we have you, Justin, because uh, Simon brought this this up pre show, mm. uh, Scarlett Johansson has been spotted in Atlanta. She has. Um, is it possible that she's making her, her Black Widow is making a cameo in Spider Man? I'm sure. I mean, yeah. And her, 
Yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, I, uh, I don't. These you don't sound very happy about that. to Atlanta in the middle of August <laughs> on their own. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she like. Maybe she likes uh, the food down there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the contracts are. The contracts are so weird. That I don't know, like how they re up. I, like when Downey got his new, like I didn't know. Like Scarlett's like done like seven films now. She mm-hmm. hasn't had her own, but she's practically she's almost up there with Downey with how many movies she's been involved with. So there's a possibility. It makes sense, wouldn't it? If Downey's doing it, she's kind of connected to one or the other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there'll be plenty of like cameos. They're, they really want to make sure this Spider Man. Has plenty of that Marvel world in it, and the best way to do that is introduce characters that you know and love. And yeah. Whatnot. Okay. Um, we're we're going to move on to the next yeah. call, Justin, just because I can talk to you anytime. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, you guys have. A, I'm seeing Squad on Sunday, and I yeah. Yeah, let it, let uh, you know. Let us know what you think on next yeah. week's show. Okay, buddy. Later, dude. All right, let's take the next care. call. Thanks. Uh, welcome to Meet the Movie Press. What's on your mind, caller? Hi guys, it's me, Jonathan again. Hey, 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 how are you doing? Good. Good. Um, there's three. There are three things I wanted to, both of you to discuss about: two Star Trek related, and one about the obvious about the Pokemon thing. Okay. Um, I know this is sort of like a weird question, but I brought this up a couple shows back. Like my pitch for a director of the Pokemon movie. Okay. What do you think about Edgar Wright should direct a Pokemon movie? Edgar Wright. That, I mean, he would actually. It's actually an interesting idea. Yeah, no, he I, has the right sensibility. Yeah, why not? I mean, personally, I, I would like to see what he would do with it. I, I enjoyed Scott Pilgrim again, mm-hmm. an overlong but flawed movie, but I, I did really enjoy it, and I, I do like his style. And I was on the set of yep. Baby Driver quite recently. Um, you know, I, I like him as a director. I think that's a, that's a good suggestion. And I like that Baby Driver is a, a crime movie, right? We would yeah. call it that. Yeah, yeah. Um, movie, and maybe, yeah. and then and then like changing gears after that, and maybe doing a, a children's film like. But also, he brings so. music, music and stuff together. Cool. A lot of pop culture visuals. I think he's he's a very dynamic visually. Visually yeah, done that, would, that would be fun. Yeah. Good call. What uh, what's number two? Uh, number two is about uh, after Star Trek Beyond. They just announced the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Who do you think who should direct the fourth Star Trek movie? <laughs> that's that's actually quite interesting. I'm gonna have a think about that because let us get back Can to I bring out some names. Sure. How about uh, uh, the guy who directed the Imitation Game and the upcoming Passengers movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is he going to want to go back to space, though? And also, Rupert Wyatt. Rupert, Rupert Wyatt, Wyatt is, is yeah. a talented guy who's just kind of hanging out there, so uh, I would like to or see Matt him Reed. get back on the horse. That That's a good call. And the one last thing i got to talk about, yep. Jeff, you kind of reported of a rumor that Justin Lin was going to attach the Akira movie. Is he still in talks about it? I didn't. I did not say that he was going to attach or in talks. I said that Warner Brothers wanted him, uh, and that he was the number. He was, you know, at the top of their list. Um, and you know whether that's still true or whether he's focusing in on Space Jam Two, um, which, which seems to be in the news every week. Yeah, uh, there's apparently a lot of anticipation for Space Jam Two. So. I guess what I thought was a disposable project that he would walk away from for the right thing. I guess, I guess not. Um, So, uh, no no updates on Akira. I'll I'll try to ask around though. Thanks. Thanks very much. All right. 
Have a good weekend. So we're talking about scoops this week. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you, you. Yeah. Let's talk about the one that you, that uh, that you pulled out of the hat this week. Yeah, I dropped my first scoop at Mashable. That was exciting. Um, Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. is going to voice the Shinigami. Love Ryuk. Willem Dafoe in Death Note. He's kind of perfect for it. He's got that gravelly voice, uh, and even he kind of looks like a Shinigami. Honestly, he was the best thing in John Carter. But I am. Um, I am reading Death Note right now. Cool. It's my first manga. Okay. I had to Google how to read mangas because I'm like, what? <laughs> Where am I looking on this page with the panels and shit? It, all, it doesn't make any sense. But I, uh, I'm about 225 pages in. I really like Death Note and I love Adam Wingard, obviously. I, yeah. I'll say it for the millionth time. If I had $5 million, He's made some I'd great give fucking it movies. to Adam Wingard and just let him do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Uh, I'm pumped for Blair Witch. I'm excited about Death Note on Netflix. I, I like yep. the cast. I like Shea Wiggum. I like Keith Stanfield, um, M- Margaret Qualley. So, uh, I'm 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 excited. This this is cool news, Willem Dafoe. I was chuffed when I when I saw that go online this week. And so what what was interesting is like the story did gangbusters. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it's because of the story and the the fans of the book and mm-hmm. the fact that once it hit Asia, like yeah. Once Asia woke up and read the story, it exploded. Or if it's the reach of Mashable, which has a huge following, um, so it'll be interesting. Because there's not, there hasn't been a lot of maybe original reporting on the movie side there, yeah. so I'm trying to introduce that, and we'll see how receptive Hollywood is to that, and, mm-hmm. and you know, having scoops break on Mashable. But I'm going to be curious to see, you know, whether it's the sites metrics, and it's all because it's all very different. There's a lot, there's me a lot there. in there. Yeah, it's a change yeah. of pace. Uh, it's a really algorithm based site. Um, but yeah, I was excited to break it. And then you had one as well. Yeah, um, this is a piece that I did when I was at Comic Con, actually. Um, but I, I put it up, uh, put it live this week. Uh, I had a, a really nice chat with Michael Bean um, and his wife oh. um, about it was about aliens, obviously 30th anniversary, lots of stuff going on at Comic Con around that. And what's he and planning got a, for well, on got the production. Well, it's you know Neil Blomkamp's uh, Alien movie. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously Sigourney Weaver keeps saying that she's involved and there's questions about whether or not it's happening or not. She seems very confident that it is and she's on board. Now, there's been a lot of talk about what his involvement would be because obviously the idea is that you basically forget that 3 and 4 and all the other films have existed right. and you then, so Alien vs. Predator, etc. Right, he hasn't been in an Alien movie for 30 years. And then you just go back to Aliens and you pick it up from there. And Neil's idea is the fact that ideally he would have Newt, he would have uh, Ripley and he would have Hicks together. Now, there's talk about him being involved. He actually told me that he is doing it and he's he also in. which is he's in he's in so you can okay. change the states on imdb uh, that he is in it um and also the fact that the the drawings of the character of newt she's about sort of 26 27 years old and apparently looks a lot like jennifer lawrence now oh, of course she might, you know that would be that would be some great casting i think because she hasn't done that kind of thing a monster movie. A monster movie, a sci-fi movie, really, outside of Hunger Games. She's got passengers coming up. Yeah, I think that would be great. So I, if that does happen, I think that'd be cool. But it's good to know that he is involved as Hicks. We have five more minutes left okay. in the show. Let's, let's run through let's a few go, things. Let's go back to the, the, the Hacksaw Ridge trailer. Yep. That, I mean, that's a cool scoop. Michael Bean, uh, you know, primed for another Aliens movie. Mm. So Hacksaw Ridge also looks amazing. Mel it Gibson does. is with Andrew Garfield as Desmond Doss, a conscientious objector, a, guy yep. who, a soldier who went into war without a gun. Yep. And he just saved a bunch of people. 
Mel Gibson to me is a terrific director. Uh, he may not like Jews like myself, <laughs> but, but uh, I still respect the fact that uh, Braveheart and Apocalypto are yeah. tremendous movies. Uh, Passion of the Christ is honestly very good too. So I'm very excited for Axel Ridge. And it's got a, it's got a lot of cast in it of people who I'm either sort of indifferent towards or who I don't think particularly highly of. Um, Andrew Garfield, I've loved some of his stuff. I've hated some of it. He looks amazing. Yep. Um, Sam Worthington, again, I've loved some of his stuff. I've really disliked some of his stuff. He's in it. He looks awesome. And Vince Vaughn doing serious Vince Vaughn. And I really like the look of that. Oh, I hear Vince Seriously. Vaughn's really good in it. Um, it came together for so, me as a film. bit of a war movie renaissance yeah. uh, coming. Uh, Dun- Dunkirk's not until next July, yeah. but you know the, the next twelve months it's looking be pretty good for war movies. Looking very solid. Now we got to do lightning round because we okay. honestly have a hard out at ten oh five. We have four minutes left in the yep. show. Um, James Corden voicing Peter Rabbit. Yes. Did you grow up reading those books? Uh, I did. I did too. I love them. Yeah, and I think it's a really good bit of voice casting. It's, yeah, he's it, a great actor, James Corden. I really he's like really him. Good. I love the show. I love what he did with matt damon yeah uh, the the born thing you yep. guys should google that uh, or put it you know youtube that and then something he did with shia labeouf recently well he and he and i our paths used to cross a lot in the uk when it was him who used to do comedy with uh, for gavin and stacy and a show that mm-hmm. he had with matt horn and he's a really good guy i've seen him on stage many many times and i've seen a lot of the smaller british films that he's done or even sort of begin again uh, you know two years ago he is a great actor you know physically yeah, I, and I, voice i really enjoy him i think he, so I, like I think he's uh, the most possibly the most talented and versatile of all the late night hosts yeah and i, I got to break the news that he was hosting that show it's one of my biggest hey, nice work. Work. Times, nice work. Uh, followed on that one everybody was surprised uh, by that dirty rotten scoundrels yep. is getting a remake with rebel wilson i saw that i i'm not a big dirty rotten scoundrels guy i don't no. really care um you know we'll see if this but ever like gets her. off the ground because private benjamin has struggled as well yeah. it's just is she a leading lady are people going to go to a rebel wilson she's getting movie there she better in support she's getting there we'll see uh joe carnahan launching a production company with frank grillo yeah I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I like both those guys. They make gritty man's man movies. I was going to say, I would be interested to see what kind of projects they do if they are going to kind of take on a lot of the sort of, you know, intelligent action stuff. I'm up for that. I still want to see Grillo in the Death, uh, Death Wish remake. That I love so Grillo. Cool. Secret Life of Pets is getting a sequel, and it so is. is Fantastic Beasts, although we already kind of knew that. Well, I think it was just about the date. This was confusing to me, because we already know it's having two movies, yeah, and we knew that it was going to be... Um, we knew the release years, but then suddenly everybody got excited about the fact that David Yates is going to return as director, and it's going to be in November. It's like, well, November was kind of always end of the year, rather than summer yeah. release was always going to be the thing. Uh, but also, I thought we knew that David Yates was going to be directing, because I discovered that with him at Comic Con oh, okay. a couple of weeks ago, so I'm not quite sure yeah, what the new it's news weird is. There. What what, what uh, trades and, and blogs seize on from yeah. some of these press releases, uh, and the same thing can sort of be said about the the story about Ava DuVernay being the first African American woman to direct a hundred million dollar movie with yeah. a wrinkle in time. You know, it's like well, she left that project at DreamWorks Intelligent Life, which was a big sci fi movie, to do this. It's over at Disney, whose tent poles are usually over a hundred million dollars. Like mm. I just don't know how this was surprising to anyone. I mean. Congratulations to her. We mm. love her. We're big fans of her Very on the much show. So. Very much so. Um, and, and congrats uh, for, for breaking that ceiling and, and to Disney for helping her. But at the same time, yeah, we kind of knew A Wrinkle in Time wasn't going to be like a $5 million indie. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Robot star Rami Malek starring in a remake of Papillon or Papillon. However, he wants to pronounce it. We don't know how to pronounce it because did you see the original? Uh, I, many, many years ago. No, He's going to be filling the Dustin Hoffman role. Obviously, yeah, big, a brilliant role by big Dustin shoes, Hoffman. Big shoes, big uh, shoes. Daisy Ridley starring in Chaos Walking. Yep. 
uh, for Doug Lyman over at Lionsgate. Uh, I, again, we're yeah, big whatever. fans of hers. But also, um, uh, Flatliners, uh, we know we've been hearing about uh, Kiefer Sutherland has joined what was everybody considering a bit of a reboot. Um, apparently, it's not going to be a reboot. It's going to be a sequel. Reboot, sequel, who gives a shit? And finally, I I we're going to end with Catherine Bigelow's movie the, about the Detroit riots in 1967, mm. adding her Hurt Locker star, Anthony Mackie. It's, uh, it's an awesome reunion. I loved uh, yeah. Mackie in that film. It also, it's also going to star Will Poulter from The Revenant awesome. and Jack Rayner, who's great in Sing Street, which is yeah. now available on iTunes. Check it out. That's going to do it for Boom. our show today. You just met the movie press. Yeah. Simon, where can the good folks find you? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at ShowbizSimon, Instagram at ShowbizSimon, and Facebook.com forward slash This Is Simon Thompson. You can also see my work on Forbes and IGN and all over the place. And after this, I'm heading off to Reuters. You can. F- Oh, okay, fun. Good Boom. good stuff. You can find my stuff over at Mashable and follow me on Twitter at the Insnider. Thank you to the Popcorn Talk Network. Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff Tell on the your YouTube friends. page. Have a great weekend and enjoy, if you can, Suicide Squad. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.